Hello and welcome to Relationship Talk, the podcast hosted by Teresha Young, Relationship Master Coach. Now, each episode, we bring you an inspiring guest to help you find a deeper understanding of yourself, to set yourself up for dating, relationship, self-love and self-empowerment success. So enjoy, take notes and get ready to apply all key messages you learn today. Hello and welcome to Real Relationship Talk, the podcast hosted by yours truly, Teresha Young, Relationship Master Coach, where we have open, non-judgmental, heart-to-heart conversations about love, self-love, self-care, dating and relationships. And for this week's episode, I am being joined by Mary Beth Schrader. Mary, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing absolutely amazing because I'm super pumped as well to be seeing you and for our conversation. It's I'm so excited for this conversation. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're most welcome. And thank you for the opportunity to have a conversation with you because, oh my God, I'm so excited about it because it's something that I'm very passionate about and I know you're passionate about too. So yeah. It's going to be fire. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let everybody know who don't know who you are, a bit more about who you are and what you Great. do. Lovely. So Mary Beth is the founder of Day One Life Coaching, which is a transformational alternative and holistic health service, specializing in addiction recovery, spiritual coaching, mindset coaching, and law of attraction coaching. She has successfully guided many clients to reach their full potential using her innovative and transformational techniques, promoting an energetic shift in the areas they need it most, relationships, marriage, divorce, mindset, happiness, freedom from addiction, optimal fitness, life purpose, and career. Wow, it sounds like you do it all. I like it all. (laughs) Cover it all. You are the person to go to. So I'm really, really curious then. Now, what are some of the key highlights that led you to doing all that you do of your life journey? So I I was one of those people, like, I consider myself a natural coach. Like, my whole life, I was really into personal development from as long as I can remember, spiritual spiritual things. I, you know, just, I know this isn't for your audience, but I've kind of always had, like, paranormal things happen in my life. And so I didn't have the luxury of not believing in certain things. So I always kind of knew about energy. And I noticed as a child, like, you know, when I say this and think this and feel this, this happens. So even as a little child, I noticed this energy that, you know, like the connection. And um, I would say my path really got started, though, when I was about 18. I had a spiritual awakening and then there was no denying that um all of this stuff. There was more than meets the eye. Uh, it was a beautiful experience. I, and it's for another show, but um, <laughs> it lasted about two weeks. And I was just feel so fortunate that this happened. It was um, triggered by learning about reading about near death experiences. It put me into this really high frequency. And I know, you know, your audience may not know, but I know, you know, Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. Um, so a good way to describe it would be like being in the vortex, like above and beyond for two weeks. And I was getting these downloads and I was able to learn things that I didn't know before that was kind of just downloaded. So one of those would be that we're vibrational beings mm-hmm. and electromagnetic beings is a, you know, what the scientists would call it. And this is proven stuff. So everything's energy. And that's kind of what set me down the path 
However, um, I didn't know how to integrate that experience because back when I was 18, there was no internet. I'm 48 now, so yeah, back then, I'm almost 49. Uh, there was nobody to talk to about this. I had to go to a library and like read about it. So I learned it was a spiritual awakening. It's happened to a lot of people. I'm not that special at all. Like anyone, it can happen to anyone, right? So I learned what it was. Um, it was significant the amount of time that it lasted though in that high frequency. But because I kept trying to talk to people about it, it lowered, it, you know, eventually your frequency lowers back to this 3D. <laughs> Reality. Why? <laughs> well, here we are in 3D Earth. So then I was back and it was, I kind of got depressed um, because of that, because I had experienced, what a contrast, right? To be that like is. such a high frequency and then be like, boom. And P.S. Everyone thinks you're crazy. No one, like, no one believes you because I didn't have the internet. If it happened, if the same thing happened today, Oh my gosh, totally different. I would immediately have a tribe to talk to, you know, every, I would be able to, you know, all this information is available for us. And then I would have had plenty of people to speak to. So um, back then, the way I chose to deal with it was drink alcohol. Mm. <laughs> so then that's the other part of why I became an addiction recovery coach, because I no longer drink alcohol. But the way that I, I just really didn't integrate that experience into my 18 year old mind very well, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, of course. So, so I had this epiphany one day that, oh my gosh, well, when I learned what a life coach was, I was like, boom, like I, I knew that's what I was going to do. All my courses in college were psychology. So, you know, I was always into all of this stuff and spirituality. Then I find out that there's something called a life coach and it was just a no brainer for me. You know, I'd already had people my whole life mm -hmm. kind of coming to me for, things that even if they're like a lot older than I am asking for guidance, it was just in me to be that type of person. Um, I've always had spiritual experiences my whole life. So I just decided to come out of the spiritual closet one day and share this with people. And it's not an easy thing to do because not, no, it's not because <laughs> a lot of this, yeah, considered woo woo as in, no, are you okay? You know, they start to question these things because it is the unseen, mm -hmm. it is the unknown. As you say, you might be having this incredible 5D experience and then yeah. you get back to earth and it's 3D and people are saying, are you okay? No, what's going on here? But exactly. I love the, the reference that you made there to Abraham Hicks and us being vibrational beings. So for mm -hmm. those people who are listening to the show and thinking vibrational beings, law of attraction, what is that all about? Because I think some of the listeners yeah. may have listened to The Secret or watched The Secret. So that might have a little bit of an idea about what it's about. Some people are like, law of what? So would you be You're able so to explain? Right. You're so right. And I forget that because I've been at this for so long that I literally forget. Like, I, we got to break this down for people who don't know or never heard about it. Um, so the law of attraction is a universal law. Uh, based on energy. So it's not a religion. It's nothing like that. My personal belief is that God created this law of attraction, just like the law of gravity. So we can, we're always manifesting. And the main point is that, that everything's energy and what we focus on gets bigger, what we, and who we are, how we're vibrating, how we feel, how we think is also how we're attracting. And that's why we're having this conversation today, Teresha, is because how are we attracting um, relationships? And not only 
you know, romantic, but friendships, everything in our life. I had this epiphany one day, like literally, and this is why I have so many niches. The law of attraction is always working, whether you know it or not. And it applies to everything in life. Like if you learn about how to use this deliberately instead of by default, which is how everybody's using it for the most part, it, it changes your life. It shifts your energy. It is so important to know and use, apply every day deliberately because we're always applying it. Um, we're always manifesting and it's not only positive stuff. You're also manif what you're thinking about. If you're thinking crap thoughts all day, you're going to attract crap. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so Completely. that's the law of attraction. And we're electromagnetic beings. What that means is like there's this like energy about all of us and people feel your energy. I think a good way to describe it would be everyone's experience, someone walking into a room and the energy shifting. Like you can feel it. Everybody can feel energy. And that's a really good example. And then we've all experienced like psychic stuff too. We just kind of discount it for the most part. Like you think about someone and then they call you things like that. I don't know anybody who's not experienced that, but most people write things, these things off as coincidence, but the truth is we're all connected by this electromagnetic field. I just dropped my microphone. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. I can still see you loud and clear. Great. Yeah. Sorry. So completely. So when I started to understand a bit, about the law of attraction and how to work with it deliberately, as you said, wow, it was a game changer for me because wow. we are attracting every single, and that's a hard pill to swallow. We are attracting our experiences, the quote unquote lower vibrational ones, higher vibrational experiences, whatever they may be, we are attracting it. So when I discovered that and I started to work with the law of attraction so much more deliberately, it really was, it was fun, actually. I wanted to see what I could manifest and mm -hmm. my list my list of things to do because I was quite meticulous about this I got a spreadsheet I put a day down so I wanted to understand the gestation period as well how quickly was yeah. I manifesting and sometimes it took a little bit longer than other times but it did manifest at some point so I absolutely you spoke about maybe like the thoughts how important is it for us to be like feeling into those manifestations too because feelings also carry an energy would you say it's really important to also feelings feel are number one yeah feelings are number one like that's why I that's why I tell people like you can think positive thoughts all day but if you don't believe it you can actually only believe I mean you can actually only manifest within your personal belief system so that and there's so many misconceptions one of the reasons i became a law of attraction teacher is because i saw all of the <laughs> the bad information out there that people are giving it's 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 really confusing yeah um, so you can only manifest within your personal belief system there's also programming involved there's so yeah. many things involved that people are like oh it doesn't work well it's very specific to each individual so it's not going to work the same for everybody. And um, that's what something that we were going to talk about was the, our point of attraction. Exactly. Yeah. So, so should I just go right into that? Yeah, little, please do. So important. So we attract based on our point of attraction. So you might see somebody else is like, oh, man, they're getting everything they want. Well, this is all based on our programming from birth, really, from birth, our childhood, all the way up till now. 
That's one thing that establishes our point of attraction. So we've got the subconscious programming and we have to do work on ourselves. We're not just going to manifest things when we, until we reprogram our subconscious mind, we change our beliefs. A lot of people call this doing the work, doing yeah. the work for ourselves. So same thing. And then, so that's something that we need to do. That's why it's great to hire a coach like you. If you're looking for a relationship and you've got this work, you've got stuff in your head. The reason law of attraction is not working is because you got to reprogram your brain. So that's one. Yeah. The second, the second part is of, of the, um, it's going to be your momentum that you have on a specific subject. So someone could have a great momentum and belief and, and attract and manifest money and success like mm -hmm. a crazy person. But they might have, they might get stuck in the area of relationships yeah. because they've had negative experiences in the past. They've, they have maybe a wound, like an abandonment wound from childhood. It could be anything. And that's what we go back to number one is doing the work and reprogramming. So you are going to have a different momentum on different subjects, subjects in your life. Yeah. You know, even health could be another subject. So you could like be like really great at losing weight and, and having like just be optimal health, yeah. but Again, then you maybe have some, you're stuck with money or different subjects. So it's not going to be the same. And that goes back to reprogramming. And then another, the third thing that establishes our point of attraction is going to be how you feel now, how you feel in the moment. And that goes back to the question you asked yeah. is feeling is everything because you can't, this is my saying that I say, I've never heard anyone say it, but you, it's, Got to throw a little colorful word. You can't bullshit the universe. Mm. The universe goes by how you feel so much more than what you say. So that's what your vibration that you're putting out there is your feeling. So you could sit there and let's, let's, let's talk about weight. You like, can you imagine like you feel like you're overweight yeah. and you you look in the mirror and you tell yourself these positive affirmations. I am so thin. I am so, you know, you're looking in, you're telling yourself stuff that you don't actually believe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we'll get into that little trick later on how to try to overcome that, that those affirmations. Yeah. So um, th that's where a lot of that reprogramming of, of becoming that neuroplasticity is, is essentially um, it's your brain's ability to reorganize itself. Uh, it create like new neural connections. That's the best yeah. way to describe it. So yeah. we are able to change our brain. So that's the work that we have to do in order to get to manifest our desires. You can lose weight yeah. through, through very little actions. Mm -hmm. A lot of our weight is energetic, you know, through our, our, our belief systems. And, and it's, I know I've seen it, I've done it. I've lost weight through very little action just by changing my energy. When we mm -hmm. shift our energy, you guys, like things that it seems magical but it's really not it's really just energy manipulation and people don't understand that we're vibrational beings like we talked yeah. about and yeah. when you can manipulate that and you learn how to do it properly mm -hmm. and you do it the right way it changes your life every aspect of your life yeah and i'm totally hearing that because the stories that we do create because of our belief systems and our programmings often are stopping us from achieving or manifesting our, our goals, exactly. our dreams and our desires. So would you say, because you spoke about the momentum, building momentum on a subject, whatever it is that you're working on, is it then possible to 
be manifesting in different areas? Is it best to just focus on one thing that you really want to manifest or can you multitask on that? Well, it is. So like, since I'm also an addiction recovery coach, like I do think it's best if you're really determined to get something done quickly, yeah. it is best to focus on one thing because you could really end up like, let's say you're trying to quit a bunch of you know, you, like, okay, you need to quit drinking alcohol or something. Let's say that's your goal. You, you're like, I'm going to quit drinking. Alcohol. Well, don't also try to quit, um, you know, overeating or so like, I'm going to quit sugar this week. You know, you're yeah. going to make things a little too difficult. So it's better to, to master things one at a time yeah. instead of overwhelming yourself and kind of setting yourself up for, you know, disappointment where you're not going to be able to do so many changes at once because yeah. this reprogramming your your subconscious, you're, you're actually going to be making all of this subconscious stuff. You're bringing it out into your conscious mind, right? Into your conscious life. So that's not necessarily an easy task, you know, because by definition, we're not aware of our subconscious. So it takes being very mindful, catching ourselves, catching our thoughts. You know, I would say it's not easier to think bad thoughts or, or, or bad's not the best word, but lower frequency thoughts. It's not easier. It's just, we practice them more. Yes. So then what our job is, the work is to start practicing higher frequency thoughts and doing manifestation techniques and visualize, visualizing things differently, feeling our future, things um, creating, or we're always creating, we're yeah. always creating. So yeah. let's create the story that we want. Absolutely amazing what you say there, because we are always creating, as you said. And also, that takes a huge amount of accountability and responsibility on our parts to be able to take charge, actually, take charge of what it is that we want to be manifesting. And what I love what you're saying there in terms of focusing on one thing, because we can manage the expectation behind it. Because if we are already having lower frequency beliefs or thoughts about a situation and we don't end up being successful we're only going to start building on that belief system to say well I knew it wasn't going to work anyway you know so being able to actually focus on one thing and then see that through to the end mastering it because that's a word that you used before like to master it then that's absolutely key to it now you, you have spoken about the the drinking that perhaps you did when you was having your epiphany so Mm -hmm. I wanted to touch upon because the show is about the dating and relationships and love yeah and we have previously spoken about sober dating yeah and using our intuition and how that might help so I would love to explore that angle with you right now I'm so glad you brought that up because um so I drank most of my life. I'm, a, I'm only about four years of alcohol free. And the reason I chose to be alcohol free, nothing bad happened to me. You guys, you don't need to have a rock bottom to quit drinking. It's just, I knew too much about <laughs> the law of attraction and I didn't <laughs> want to, I knew that I was lowering my vibration every time I drank, I, it, it did affect my sleep. And when something affects your sleep, your whole next day is going to be different. You're not going to be able to vibrate as high. Like it can be as simple as that, but also it, I knew that alcohol messes with your intuition, which is what you just said. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that since dating sober without any alcohol, your judgment is not clouded. You, I mean, gosh, you know, you guys, if you're a drinker, try going out on dates sober. 
especially <laughs> the, first, the first three dates at least. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to have that many first three dates because you're going to be, you're going to, a lot of times we think that we're really in tune with somebody, but it's just clouded judgment because we've imbibed and we feel like that that's the kind of drinker I was. I loved everybody. So I would overlook things. I would overlook red flags. I wasn't in touch with my intuition, which our intuition and my personal belief system is that that is how God, that is our communication with God is our intuition. So that's our connection. So we're literally blocking that connection when we drink alcohol, which is a lower frequency substance. It does cut off our connection. So I would just really encourage people, just give it a try. I'm not saying stop drinking completely. You know, it took me decades to get to that point where I finally like, this isn't serving me. In fact, it's blocking me from living my best life. And I promise you, my life has gotten a a million times better just in the past four years. That one difference. I set every day up for success, you know? Oh, so beautiful because I can totally relate to that. So I have not had alcohol for almost three years now myself. And like you, no, what what a moment. It was just a case of I was curious about okay, I'm pretty much a higher vibrational being. So how much more different can I feel without the alcohol? And I wasn't drinking loads at all, but I just was curious. And I have no regrets about it at all because my sense of clarity, just it just was on point. My intuition, yeah. I started to feel things and I thought, oh, and, and trust my self i think that was what's really important from having the ability not to have any alcohol in my system was i could trust my decisions i could trust my thoughts so much more clearly and actually believe that what i'm feeling is true and that that took so much from that situation and for some people thinking oh my gosh no no drinking on a date you (sighs) may just have to you may just have to reconsider what your first date looks like because a lot of people will go out for a meal and that often involves wine or some sort of alcohol beverage you may just have to decide to do a different first date it could be where there isn't if you know that you really want to drink then as mary beffer said try something different just go on a date go on a different date the other thing is, you know, the, the more we raise our vibration, if you're having a, a struggle with dating, if you're on dating apps, the more you raise your vibration, the more you're going to attract higher frequency people too, because we attract people on our frequency. We're not even going to be on the radar of a high quality man if we're, you know, getting drunk all the time and, you know, just not taking care of ourselves. And then we, we're not doing personal development work. Why would we be attracting a man who is, you know, whose personal development and all the things that we want, an emotionally intelligent person, someone who takes care of themselves, someone successful and ambitious, you know, we all want that stuff, but why are we going to attract that when we're not even doing the work on ourselves and taking care of ourselves? Mm -hmm. So we want to be the person that we want to attract. We yeah. really do. We need to really take a look at, would you marry yourself? <laughs> That's <laughs> you, a good question. <laughs> you wouldn't, you know, you might, you, you know, we need to be the person, um, not the exact person, of course, but, you know, we want to vibrate on the way of, of, of how we want to attract. So, yeah. So really would you important. say for people who are using dating apps, because 
many people are using dating apps now and there's so many that you can choose from we've spoken about the energy and the vibration so is there a particular energetic is there any work that you can do before getting onto a dating app so for example deep breathing visualization anything like that that can help us or like manifestation lists what's your ideas and what we can do Absolutely. Um, for me, I just pers- just I just want a full disclosure. I personally am not on dating apps because I didn't feel good about the energy, you know, <laughs> because I would I, I just didn't like I don't like the whole swiping thing. It, kind of, it just gave me a bad vibe. So I'm off of them. Currently, though, I'm just not right now. I'm focused on. So I'm using all my law of attraction techniques for work and success and, and clients attracting clients i'm not currently using them intentionally to date because i'm not i i respect relationships so much i know how much time they take face to face time and energy that it takes to be in one i do respect relationships I, I i will get into one once i have the time but currently i'm just enjoying being single and not doing any of the you know if you don't want a relationship do not use any of these manifestation techniques that <laughs> <laughs> but if you do listen up and take notes <laughs> yeah, and take notes but yeah you're right breath work is huge that's a really good one um just taking the time to breathe and as you're breathing, really set the clear intentions, create a manifestation list. That is what, it, and make it so specific. Like I have had clients literally every single thing on a really extensive list. Yeah. And it's crazy list. Like, I'm like, how in the world? Like it even blows me away um, how much they got exactly what they intended. But I'll tell you what, they believed it. The simple formula is ask plus believe equals receive. So that middle part of believe, that part is what people struggle with. And that's where that other work comes in. That's where that work comes in and reprogramming our minds. So that's kind of what my coaching, like when I get people to that, to realize that and they do raise their vibration and they do start to actually reprogram their subconscious, believe they're worthy. You know, because if you don't believe you're worthy, you guys, nobody else is going to believe it either. You know, so (laughs) we got to get you to that point. But I wouldn't I wouldn't date. I wouldn't even date until you did that work on yourself to at least know that what you're worthy of, of love. And we all are. But if you don't believe it, it doesn't matter that it's true if you don't believe it. Right. Mm, Totally get that. What would you say then are some of the common beliefs that people are holding limiting beliefs that are blocking them from actually receiving the love that they require or desire the number one is just that that i don't deserve love i don't feel worthy if he or she actually knew this about me and they wouldn't love me i'm not lovable so so people end up going on these dating apps and they're not being vulnerable they're not being real and authentic and then there's no way to have a true romantic love connection unless you're being authentic unless you're being yourself. So a lot of people kind of just are people pleasers, for instance, when they go on a date and they're just like, me too, me too. And even if, <laughs> yeah. even if they don't like it, like I had this, a vegetarian, you know, go, went out with a, a hunter, someone who's a hunter. I mean, that does not a match, like, you know, just trying to force something, yeah. you know, just be yourself. Like, don't be so desperate to go um, on a date with just anybody. You know, we want to be with a, a good vibrational match and so that's a silly thing right a hunter and a vegetarian that you know no why and yeah. other things like if you are someone who you want to move to an ocean 
but you meet a guy who is obsessed, like he's going to retire and live in the mountains. That's not a match. You've got to think of long-term lifestyle and, and, and what, what are your values? So you want to make sure those things match up. And sometimes people are so people pleasing on a date that they don't, they're not their true selves and they just are being polite or they want the other person to like them so much. But I'm here to say, not everybody's a match and that's okay. Not everybody's a vibrational match. Who cares? Yeah. I definitely don't match with most people (laughs) (laughs) just because of my beliefs alone are going to win people. Right. Or like I I channel, you know, um, you know, it's, it's weird to people. So, you know, I have very specific list of what I want and I'm not going to deviate from that list because I know exactly what I want. And I know that I will get it once I have the time for that relationship. Yeah. So when we go out and we create these lists, manifestation lists, clear intentions lists, whatever you may want to call it, and you get really specific about it how do you let go of it then? Because there must be some form of like non-attachment practice. Otherwise you could go through that list every single day. And I guess the energy behind that would be creating no ask, believe, receive. If you keep looking at it, then it's almost like you don't believe you're going to receive it. Am I? Yeah, no, that I'm so glad you brought that up. And we have to let it go. Like literally you letting it go is part of believing because you, I do not read my list over and over at all, at all. But I do walk my life acting as if feeling, Mm. knowing, feeling that I will be in this relationship. It's more of a feeling like I, like I have no lack of relationship because I know it's there in my vortex, as you know, like Abraham Hicks would call it in your voice. So I know it's already there in vibration. Yeah. And as soon as I'm ready to receive it, I'm going to allow it. Yeah. Um, and at this time, I'm not allowing it. I'm literally blocking it intentionally. Um, but you you make that list and you let it go. You don't read it every day. You actually make it. I mean, there are so many stories that I can tell you where people put lists away in a drawer, forget about them. Yeah. And you guys, there is something to do with divine timing as well. So it might not be in your timing. Like there's people who two years later end up meeting everything on their list. Yeah. They had let it go. They forgot they made a list. Find <laughs> it one day. It's exactly everything that they had asked for. And they finally somehow got to that receiving mode somehow. You know what I mean? Something happened in their life that things relaxed. Yeah. And they did and end up meeting it meeting that person. There's story after story after story after story of these manifestation lists. There is, I, I do want to almost call it magic and writing it down. There is magic. It's a, you got to write this stuff down yeah. and you write it down as if you already have it. That's an important fact. You don't say, I want a soulmate or you say, I am so happy now that my soulmate is here. I am, you know, and my soulmate is, and you want to get, get really detailed and descriptive about, you know, you know, that my compassionate soulmate, you know, and, and you, you say it, everything is in the present, like as if you already have this person in your life. So make sure you say it. And as you're writing it, you want to do visualization as you're writing, you feel it. Yeah. Create, create a vision board if you'd like, you know, to make the, cause I think vision boards are very powerful. Um, it is fine to look at a vision board every now and then for a reminder. It's just yeah. that you don't sit there and focus on it like, oh my gosh. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's weird. But you know, you just, you definitely, it's nice to have one to glance at as a little reminder now and then, not an obsession because you guys, when we chase something that energetically pushes things away. So chasing is a really bad energy and people can feel it. 
And that's why if you're putting out a desperate vibe in yeah. when you're dating or, you know, or you're trying to, let's say you like someone you went on a date and you really like them, um, they can feel a desperate energy. So you're going to see them start to kind of pull away. Um, even if they liked you too, because it's just a really unattractive energy. Mm, <laughs> you yeah. can be a very beautiful, attractive woman, but that energy is going to take away from your looks. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Energy. So if you're listening to the energy, energy, energy. So also think about your energy when you are going on a date. So for example, if you know that you usually have really long, tiring work days, now, slapping a date on the end of a really long work day might not actually put you in the best energy to be able to fully receive that dating experience. So it's about being intentional about how, yes. what you choose and when you choose it. The timing is so important. Your energy, the environment, assess all of those things before you are even going to go on a date because you will, those vibes will come across because we all are vibing. So... Again, the visualization, what you spoke about there is quite imaginative, isn't it? It's like you really have to imagine. And for some people, they can struggle with actually imagining. I know. I have a good friend. She's like, I can't, I can't imagine. She doesn't, she doesn't have that, that really yeah. good. And I'm pretty good at that. I'm visual. I'm very visual. So it's hard for me to even understand that. But, but, but then there is. So then let's talk about like, at least like as you're falling asleep, Neville Goddard came up with this. This is um, a tip from him. So Neville Goddard, uh, he, he came up with, he has a book called Wishes Fulfilled. And I think that's the book where he discusses this. But as you're drifting off to sleep and actually in the morning when you first wake up, both of those are both the really good times because you're kind of in a hypnotic state where your subconscious mind is very impressionable. So that's when you really want to... Um, just feel that person that you you if, you're, if we're talking about relationships start start feeling it if you can't like see a picture it can be a you know anyway we don't want to put a specific face on it that is something i would leave out by the way you guys i would leave out looks as perfect look on, on your manifestation list because the person who has all those qualities might come in a little bit of a different package than you're expecting and it but it might be your perfect person you're like oh but it's you know He's not six four, so don't be too specific about the looks. Um, but you know the qualities, character, things like that. Get really specific in those areas because yeah. we don't want to say we don't want your perfect person to be right next to you. But you know you're not gonna you're not even gonna know because he's not six foot four with yeah. dark hair. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. We gotta get a little bit. We gotta be a little bit okay with our package looking a little bit different. A than little look. bit different, yeah. I've seen it work out perfectly that way too, but I would, that's not something that I'm going to personally block because <laughs> I'm open to, you know, yeah. I think that when we really are meet a perfect person that looks kind of don't matter that much, you know, it's, yeah. it's an energetic thing. You absolutely feel that connection. So when you are visualizing, is there an optimal time? Is there five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 I would say before you go to bed, you know, just as you're drifting off to sleep, you know, you're going to fall asleep because it happens to me every yeah. time. I do this, And I do it in the in the evening and in the morning. Right now, like I said, I'm doing it more for business and clients and it's working amazing. Yeah. Um, so I just picture like my ideal client and I I, I, I picture amounts of, you know, that, that they're paying, like everything like that. Like, yeah, I, I just get really specific with that. And I see 
like my whole future. I see myself doing all the things that I want to do with my coaching career, writing books. Like I just start visualizing myself doing, you know, speaking at big events, everything like that, that, so you're going to want to do that with relationships, you know, whatever you want, whatever you picture, if you want to get married, start seeing yourself with a man with a shadow face, I guess, you know, or just, I mean, as much as you can just at least if you can't visualize, that's, that's, this is a tough one. If you can't visualize, (laughs) but at least try to get into that feeling and start telling yourself, this is Neville Goddard, like, isn't it wonderful? And he starts everything off with, isn't it wonderful now that boom, and really just like say that stuff to you, because then you're kind of, you're creating that, like, as if you already have it, you're imprinting it on your mind. And then that's kind of like my affirmations, which it's kind of similar because it's all about reprogramming that subconscious, the way that we said earlier, how affirmations don't work because if we, I mean, they do work if we believe them, but there's a little trick. So affirmations with an O instead of an I, this is um, a positive statement, but it's in the form of a question because our subconscious mind does not know the difference between reality, imagination, our, our, our subconscious mind does not have a sense of humor. Uh, so we, it just believes whatever we tell it. There is no sense of humor. So you really want to be careful too with what you say, like, oh, I'm, I'm stressing. I, anytime you say I am blank, you're yep. creating reality. So when, anytime you say I am, make sure that word that follows it, that descriptive word, something you want to create. So the subconscious mind, when you say these affirmations in a form of a question, that actually will trick your subconscious to find a way to collect that. Like the, the universe will like, it'll like cooperatively bring these things to you. So how did I, here's an example. How did I get so lucky to find the best boyfriend who is so, you know, like, and then whatever fill in the blank, how did I get so lucky? So instead of I have the best boyfriend, ask it in a question and the universe literally will rearrange itself to bring this to you. Cooperative components, you know that, you know that range because your subconscious will start searching for ways to, to make this happen. You're going to get inspired action to get out of your house at a certain point, because we all are psychic. I know you might not be tapped into it right now. You might not know you're psychic, but if you're watching this, you're psychic because you're an electromagnetic being, you're a vibrational being. There's no way. The only difference between you and me is that I spend every day, like, you know, <laughs> connecting yeah. things that I know. And when I say you and me, I mean, anyone who's watching, um, I, I, I spend every day, like making sure that I'm connected to my intuition. I set myself up every day to be in the highest frequency possible. And having said that, it's important to note that we also need to process our feelings mm. just because there's going to be negative things that happen, low, low frequency things that happen to us. It's simply part of life. There are things out of our control. We can only control our own vibration. We can't control the vibration of somebody else. Mm-hmm. We can affect their frequency, but that's a little complicated. That's for another podcast. But um, really, we can only personally control our own reality, our own vibration. So when we can control our reactions to things, there's still going to be negative things happen. Doesn't matter how high you vibrate. You don't get to high, high vibrate your way out of, um, you know, a family member dying or something like that. Things are going to happen. 
But what you still need to process those emotions. Do not ever repress or suppress your emotions. It's just very important that I say this. Um, There are some coaches that you'll see that are just like good vibes only, high vibes only. That's actually very unhealthy. And I want to make sure that people know that 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 is not that is not how you do it. But what you want to do is process those emotions. You don't need to dwell in the negatives. Like some people will make it a career to stay depressed. You know, like they almost I start start to become their identity. It starts to become their personality. So like me as a positive person, when negative things happen, I let myself experience all of that. I catch myself, though, and I, I don't dwell in those lower frequencies. I process it and I get right, I, I, I try to get right back up that emotional guidance scale yeah. as much as quickly as possible while still processing those feelings, if that makes sense. It makes complete sense because what you resist persists. So by repressing those it's emotions. It's still in your body. It's still in your body and yeah. it's going to make you sick. You have to release all that. You don't want to. So the, if you hear anybody say good vibes only run. The, yeah. Do not use that coach. Do not follow that coach. Good vibes yeah. only. You know, I've said this in a video the other day. Like, if I said good vibes only, like, how would I even have a client? No, no, don't talk to me. Good vibes yeah. only. Like, they're yeah. literally getting me to learn how to raise their vibration. You know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and, and we have to be. We are living this human experience. You no, know? spiritual beings living a human experience, and that's exactly what we are doing here. So we are going to have those polarities and emotions, and it's witnessing them with love compassion and understanding it and then allowing it because it's like screaming you say look at me look at me look at me and if you don't look at it then it will show up until you see it it's guidance and i love that you said that we're spiritual that is 100 we're spiritual beings having a human experience i believe we elected to be here we wanted to be here to have this contrast this duality to experience it and don't forget to be human while you're here don't be so spiritual that you forget the human part (laughs) And that you're you're in denial. You can't live in denial of your feelings of the humanness. Be human. It's okay. It's okay to be human. You know, we just have to navigate your feelings. It's okay. I really love what you were saying there about the affirmations too, because that curiosity is Mm -hmm. so great because you are now looking for evidence. How did I? Oh, subconscious mind. Let me show yeah. you how you did it. <laughs> you know? And you will literally get in, you will get your subconscious mind, just your the, the psychic thing. That's what I was saying is you will be inspired to do things. When you, you guys, when you feel like, oh my gosh, like it'll be something weird. Like, oh, I'm just going to, for some reason, I want to go to the bookstore or something like that. Yeah. Take that action and go because there's, there's a reason that you're feeling inspired to go do something. Now, when you're in a low frequency and you're depressed, I wouldn't, don't, I wouldn't even leave the house. Honestly, like when I, I'm not going to go out looking for a man <laughs> when I don't feel good. Um, Cause you're going to tend to find what, how you're someone on the same frequency as you are in some way, at least. So I get into that high frequency and then I go out, you know, and then I, everyone you meet is going to kind of, you know, you're the, the people who are on the lower frequency, you, you just don't even interact. You end up just not even attracting each other. They bounce right off of your vibration. It's very interesting. It is. When you were speaking there, that process that you spoke about, the affirmations reminds me so much of a process called the remembering, remembering the future by Joe Fatale. And basically what he says is you say, oh, I remember 
when I met my boyfriend and we sat down and we held hands and you tap into the feelings. It felt so good. Even in marriage, I remember when we said our wedding vows, because as you said, the mind doesn't know the difference between what is reality oh. and what is imagination. So by asking how did I, it's almost like you are going back, you're remembering yes. Yes. Past in the future. Yeah. And you're creating it because you're yeah. getting all those cooperative components. You're, you're, you're telling your subconscious mind, oh, how did this happen? Well, here's how it happened. And it's going to make arrangements for you okay. if you listen. But your job is to also listen and pay attention to the signs. A lot of people forget to pay attention to the mm -hmm. signs. Who did you say said that? The remembering thing? Who was that? It's Dr. Joe Vitale. Dr. Joe Vitale. Oh, Vitale. Oh, yeah. Vitale, I, yeah. I heard about him. He's great. Yeah. So yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza says something a little similar, like, but he talks about feeling your future. So, oh. so it's kind of the Maybe same. similar. Yeah. Yeah. You're but I like this remembering thing. But yeah, so it, it is very similar. And that's who I thought you said at first. But yeah. Yeah. Joe yeah. Dr. Joe Vitale. Yeah. Um, and I like that because I was practicing that for a while too, just remembering how successful I was in my career. I remember when I X, Y, and Z, and that feeling, I got excited from having it. I was like, ooh, yeah, that feels good. So it's that feeling. That and that's the key, is the feeling. Yes, yes, yeah. you've got to get to that point where you feel it. Because you guys, if you're not feeling it, then that is an indication that you're not actually in the process of manifesting it. Like when you feel it, that's a sign it's on its way because feelings are everything yeah. and they're indicators. So follow those, like follow them as guidance. When you feel bad, it, don't beat yourself up. Just be like, okay, well, what do I need to do to change things around? You know, no big deal. Like I, and I, we go up and down every day. I go up and down every day. Yes. But I'm not yes. like all day, like high vibing. Woohoo. Yes. I'm some, something can happen that will set me back. And like I said, I catch myself. I, 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 and mindful of how I react mm. and respond. And I'm, I'm out of it quickly, you know? Yeah. So, and that's, that is a choice. Yeah. People need to understand that is a choice. <laughs> it is a choice. So again, that, but it's yeah, true. It's true. It's taking responsibility for our choices. And when you was also speaking there about taking inspired action, because I think there was some misunderstanding at some point when people listen to the secret, for example, and it didn't feel like you yeah. had to take the action. But the action, some form of action, whatever that is, is really important in order to attract and manifest those goals. And it's just not going to happen just sitting on your sofa, really. Okay, no, you can think about it and generate the idea. Yeah, you cannot sit on a meditation cushion and mm -hmm. just think positive thoughts and have things just magnetically come to you. You have to take action. The universe loves action. Actually, as soon as you start taking action, things start conspiring. You're going to have synchronicities. You're going to meet the right people at the right time. You're going to end up in the in the, in the right place, and it's going it, to it actually does feel magical. But it's energy. It's energetic. I mean, I do like the word magic. We can call it magic. Yeah, yeah, we can call it magic. It's fine. Magic. Okay, if you want to put like a K on the end of it too, it's entirely up to you. Um, yeah. So. Also, when you're talking about curiosity, what I do um, each morning when I wake up is I do ask myself, I say, what I wonder what part of my dream is going to manifest today or what Ooh. part of my dream is going to progress today? Because that. that is getting myself into the receptive mode to say, I'm actually I'm actually expecting something to happen because I wonder. Expectation, yes. yes. Exactly. It's the expectation. And I get excited by that. And you know what? Even if it's a small little thing, something has manifested because I have created room for that manifestation to come in. 
And that I'm so glad you brought that up. And I, I love how you said something small, even because that is how we are going to build that belief is by collecting evidence on the small things first. Like I said earlier, you cannot manifest outside of your personal belief system. So start when you start doing these techniques, do something very believable, do something very small and then start collecting evidence. You're going to start you're, it's going to build your belief system and then you're going to be like, OK, wow, this stuff really does work. Um, and then you can go for bigger things, <laughs> yeah. but oh yeah, but because it's really not harder to manifest bigger things. It's the problem is that belief block, right? We think it's yeah. harder, and that's what makes it harder. And yeah. it's funny because when people say, "I don't believe in the law of attraction," it's it, it, you know they're they're actually reinforcing that that's their belief. Yeah. So it's actually not going to work for them because they believe it's not going to work. Does yeah. that make sense? That makes so that makes so much. So talking about belief and attracting what we believe. Now I will have clients who are putting in a lot of their quote unquote work, they're going onto the dating apps and saying, but why am I still attracting a certain type of person? Now we spoke about attracting what you judge. I think yeah. that's what it was. Was that Greg Frey? Yeah. yeah. So Brayden, yes, he connected that dot for me. I'm so forever grateful to him. I feel like I owe him money because I was like that. <laughs> That was the missing piece. Like I was like for I went through a spell where I was kept um, attracting liars and cheaters, liars and cheaters. And I couldn't figure it out because something about me is I'm not a liar and a cheater. I'm you know, I'm very I have high integrity. I all I'm not flaky. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, why am I attracting people who are exact opposite? Why are they flaky? And I'm, I'm kept meeting people outside who would say one thing and do another, just really characters complete opposite of me. And I just was, it was making me question everything. Yeah. And I heard Greg Braden years ago talk about that we, there was the seven mirrors. He's got a video out there for anyone who wants to check out Greg Braden, seven mirrors. And it's an expansion on law of attraction where he says, if, it, if you're attracting things that aren't what you are yes. in the moment, um, you ask yourself if you're attracting what you judge. And I was like, holy moly, that is it. That is it. That was connecting the dot because that is something I had to do a, like a detox on judging because I definitely was doing exactly that. I would judge people who lie, judge people who cheat, judge people who were living outside of their integrity instead of now these days i have compassion okay well you know it's really you know i wonder why that person feels that they have to lie in order to get somebody to like them and i'll feel compassion instead of judgment and it turned everything around like I, even though i'm not um in a relationship or dating i meet people all the time all day every day and everyone's like so fantastic compared to what i used to meet does yeah. that make sense like i still get asked out by guys and just wonderful. There are wonderful men out there. And I was literally blocking these wonderful men by being so judgmental of, you know, this, these one thing we attract what we judge. Why you're like, why doesn't that make sense? Are you supposed to attract what you are? Well, the reason is, is because there's an energetic spark. I had an energy judgment has a huge energy about it. So if you are a judgy person, I strongly encourage you I think Gabby Bernstein has a book called Judgment Detox, actually. I didn't read it, but um, 
you know, because it's it's pretty recent book, um, and I already kind of did this work on myself. So, but I think that might be a good step, you know, to go to take is to do the um, read her book, Judgment Detox, because really it wouldn't until we stop judging stuff. You know, what is the, from the judge not lest you be judged. Well, since like in my spiritual awakening, you find out we're all connected, we're all one. Literally, when we're judging somebody else we're judging ourselves because <laughs> yeah. we're all connected and you're going it's and it comes back to you the universe is our mirror the universe is really our mirror um so you've got to just remember if you're if something's in your life it's in your life for a reason you've got to take a look at it and say okay what is it about me that is attracting this behavior it doesn't mean you're you're you know a, bad person or a negative person it means there's something that you're doing though and maybe it's simple as just like you need to work on your self-esteem you know it could be something like that but the universe is your mirror so we gotta just be do that work to take a look at why is it that this is in front of me yeah and that's some honest work to be doing and as as you said there to do it with compassion too so compassion for the other person whatever experience you were attracting but also compassion for yourself so that you're able to just witness it and say so what's the learning what can i learn how can i grow from that experience it's so important so i'm curious like i love to be curious so (laughs) You've spoken about your experience there, your own personal experience when it came to what you were attracting in terms of judging and so forth. Is there any other key learnings that you've had along your journey when it comes to romantic relationships and you think, oh, okay, what have been some of your experiences there? Oh, yeah. I mean, I went through it. Like, I think the reason I'm a good coach is because I've gone through so many, I've made so many mistakes, to be honest with you. Like, I had a horrible picker. Well, turns out, like now that I've done this work, I had an abandonment wound from childhood, you know, that I had to work through. My parents divorced when I was five years old. I kind of, um, it's almost like I raised myself because my mom wasn't around very much and my dad wasn't in the house. And so it's, you know, that's an abandonment wound. And then you, you know, have an emotionally unavailable parents, even though they're doing their very best, it's still, they, they, they can't give you what you need as a child when they're not home right so i think like i became a people pleaser for a long time and that's why i talk about people pleasing because i'm not judging you i've been there like i was that person because what happens with people pleasing is when somebody when you feel like you're not um wanted or you're ignored you you want you want to make yourself needed so that's what that's what people pleasing is about. So you're like, oh, you know, like I, I want this this person. You could kind of like energetically feel them trying to leave or so they don't you really want to be in a relationship with you. Something like this has happened to me in the past. So I would just make sure I was needed. So I would go above and beyond way too much and not get what I needed in the relationship because I was too focused on keeping them. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to be abandoned. Yeah. So they become a people pleaser. Yeah, that so that's a pattern that I had to break. Yeah, as a huge person, I think many people would absolutely relate to that because that can, your early childhood experiences inform our attachment styles. So if you had that anxious attachment style, I I need to be needed, validated, accepted, wanted, whatever that is, low self-esteem issues, then that's a key thing to be able to do the work on so that you can have a healthier, secure attachment style when it comes in that relationship. 
So and I've really turned that around. Like now I do have this very secure attachment style. Um, I think even people pleasing and having that anxious attachment style, you can, you can kind of be a little come across as controlling to other people because it's, it's just out of insecurity and, and then you want to feel better and less anxious. So you, you try to control what the other person's doing. And, and I think we can also be forgiving of our past partners who were controlling of us because it does stem from insecurity and anxiety. It really does. Yeah. And again, if you are in that energy, it really is going to affect that point of attraction that we spoke about yes. at the, the start of this conversation. So it's doing that work and that work will reveal some truths and you may have to pace that. You may have to pace that work and you may even find, because would you say then, Mary Beth, that you could do this work alongside looking for the relationship or do you do the work before and then get yourself out there when you've made some progress? You know, like, you know, Abraham Hicks would say, you can always be sifting and sorting. And, and, and that's how you grow too. like, so I'm, I'm, I feel that way, but I would also go into it, n- not looking for the one have fun, but don't, but when, you know, you still have a lot of work to do. If you know, you have this anxious attachment style that you still need to, to work on, you could still date, just don't just don't be looking for the one at the moment because we really do are we're doing a disservice to everyone when we're not doing work on ourselves and it's just personal development you don't have to wait to date but try really to in the background every day set yourself up for success in the best way to raise your vibration learn about these things immerse yourself in and Teresha's podcast, like really watch all of her, like really though. And then because you actually need to brainwash yourself with things like your podcast, if you're out there dating, um, immerse yourself in that and, and continue to follow that advice because that is part of the work. Personal development is really just programming. Watching her podcast will reprogram your mind. It really will, you know, cause we're sitting there pointing the stuff out where someone might have you know, no idea they were even doing something subconsciously because it's subconscious. <laughs> oh, and when you spoke there about having fun, I really just felt the feminine energy come through when you said that, because that is going to be a huge set point as well in order for us and yeah. the, the, the women listening, particularly if you can really tap into your feminine energy whilst you are dating. I'm not sure if you've had this experience yourself, but I'm sure that's a really powerful energy to be in when you are in the dating world. Oh, it's even so when you're talking about yeah it's an attractive energy having fun being playful if you're out there all serious and nervous and you know nobody wants to be around that so relationships are supposed to be you know you're going to know you're with the right person because you're going to be with someone who's uplifting you you know i've had relationships where i it was the opposite it was like he was a competitor for instance you know like instead of uplifting me trying to hold me down you know when you're in the right relationship your nervous system is going to feel regulated you're going to feel safe you're not going to feel unstable you're not going to wonder does this guy really like me you're not you're going to feel it you're going to know and that you know love is a frequency it really is love is a frequency so that's why the more that you can raise your vibration to the frequency of love the more you're going to be able to attract that in return because like i said the universe is our mirror i love that you use the word love there what is your personal definition of love i'd love to know that i think i might have just said it love is a frequency yeah love is a frequency and it's a consciousness you know love is an energy like it is so 
the way to attract it into your life is to become it as much as possible. Become close to that energy yourself and you're going to be magnetic to the same thing because the universe will mirror that back to you really well. Oh, I love that. I really, really love that. You know, that love is a frequency, it's an energy. And another thing that I sometimes you know, encourage my clients to do as well, and for anybody who's listening to this, is have fun, as you said, we're creating space for that person in your life. So have, buy a mug, a his and hers mug, if that's the dynamic, whatever it is. Create space in your wardrobe, yeah. like energetic space, like actually physically, in your physical home, create space. Maybe you might even need to, you might have a, a double bed or a queen size bed or a king size. Maybe just practice sleeping on one side so that you're <laughs> making room for your partner for when they come so that you don't have to do that work then. You're actually saying, I'm ready to receive it because you could receive it tomorrow. You just never know when that person's going to show up for you. So be prepared okay. for Create that. space energetically and then and also, and yeah, I, I really love that you just said that because if we don't create that space, oh God, it's, it's so symbolic and, and, yeah. and, and people don't understand how much that was going to help. I, I would have not even thought to say that, but it's really, really true. Create the space for your person. If you're sitting there as someone, and I've had clients like this where they are still kind of thinking about their past a lot and uh, someone who did them wrong, for instance, or they're hurt and they can't stop telling that story over and over and over, That's there's no space for this new guy to come in. You're literally energetically blocking this person. So you gotta tell a new story. Tell a story that you want. Since we're always creating, guess what? When you keep retelling the story, I'm not saying you weren't victimized. You know, maybe you were victimized. Maybe somebody was horrible to you and you know it really destroyed you and you're, you're traumatized. Yeah. I get it. I've been there, but as I did that, I was, I told the victim story for a long time, but eventually you get to a point where you <laughs> decide like if, as long as I'm, you know, as long as somebody hurt me, then I'm always going to be a victim. And guess what? I ended up, I'm so thankful for everything that I've gone through because it's, it, it that's how you, that's how you grow. Now I don't look at any of my bad decisions. I don't look at them as bad decisions or mistakes anymore. I look at them as opportunities for growth. And actually I could not do the work that I do if I didn't make so many bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> like it's brought me to the perfect place. It's all part of our path. It's all part of the journey. And yeah. I do believe everything in my life I can look back. In retrospect, I can see how perfectly everything unfolded. I can't see it in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> The dots do connect when they you actually, go. when you look back, you just think, oh, it makes sense. At the time, it yeah. didn't make any sense or whatsoever, but on connection, exactly. they do connect. Perfect. Oh, perfect. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I've had such a wonderful, wonderful conversation with you. And I know that this is going to bring so much value to every single person who has listened. Oh, oh, absolutely. It's been exciting. For those who didn't even know what the law of attraction is, you now know. You now know, you know now to work on your point of attraction, do the work because you are you are attracting your experiences, but when you work with it deliberately, intentionally, oh, the magic, as we said, the magic can occur. Every day is fun. You guys like 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 you said perfectly like the the playfulness, the fun, that vibration, every day, make every day a game. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Like, that makes me feel so good. Well, I make every day a game. Like, what can I, 
You know, just make I get away with today. What can I get away with? Exactly. Let's get around. Just make sure it's legal, everyone. But yeah, what can we get away with? Disclaimer. Just make sure it's legal. But what? That's that curiosity. Live in that world, just like a child. Like how a child will marvel. A child will marvel at so many things. How can we marvel? Because it's that curiosity and being able to marvel that will actually attract what it is. And you shared so much today, especially the affirmations too. Everything. If there was one key takeaway that you could leave our listeners with today, what would that be to help them on their journey of love, life and relationships? I would say just remember everything, everything that you do matters. Like every single little thing that we do is energetically put out there. It does matter. So just to be more conscious of everything that you're doing, the energy that you're putting out there and, you know, tell a different story. Tell, tell the story that you want to create instead of recreating the old. Oh, absolutely. You are the author of your book. <laughs> Write those chapters That's well. True. Yeah. Thank you again so much for your time, for your energy um, today. Absolutely appreciate you so much. And for everybody else who has listened to this absolutely wonderful conversation between myself and Mary Beth, I want to thank you for your time, for your attention and for your energy. And until the next episode, take great care of yourself and others too. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, make sure to check out the show notes in the description with all the important links and how to connect with and follow Teresha directly. If you are motivated and encouraged after listening to this, please follow and subscribe to this podcast. Hey, and whilst you're there, go ahead and leave a five-star rating and add a review. We would love to hear what aha moments there were for you. And you know that saying, sharing is caring. So tell your family and friends about this podcast too. So until next time, take great care of yourself and others too.